Coming to you from Crunchyroll HQ, this is The Anime Effect. Each week, we bring you the latest news and views from the shows you love. It is pop culture with an anime lens. This week, we have our very first guests Ooh. on The Anime Effect. From time to time, we'll be bringing in voices from across the anime and adjacent pop culture to join in the conversation and share how their favorite anime has impacted the work that they do. Today, we are hearing from none other than a couple of folks who are working on the English dub for Solo Leveling. Just a little title. A little, a little anime title. you may have heard Solo something Leveling. about. We will have English ADR director Caitlin Glass, Woo! which if, you, if you're an English dub fan, you know Caitlin Glass. Mm -hmm. And of course, the English voice for Sung Jinu, Alex Lee. Not to be confused with Lee Alec, just to yeah. put that out there. Get that, get that in there now. <laughs> Caitlin and Alex joined me and Lee Alec in the studio uh, just recently. Uh, Caitlin was in here. Alex was remote. Yep. Um, and I was not here at all. But we can't wait to hear. Uh, we can't wait. Well, we've heard it. We've heard it. We can't. We were in it. Yeah. We, we, can't, <laughs> wait we, we can't, can't wait for you to hear. We can't wait for you to hear. And also you. And you. Yeah. It was a great conversation. Yeah. And yeah, for fans of solo leveling, you are in for a treat. So. Prepare to be leveling solo. Yeah. But with us also. <laughs> so team leveling. Group leveling. Group, group leveling. Group leveling. Okay, but before that, I know that's exciting. Oh, but man. But before that, we've got some <laughs> anime awards updates to talk about. Finally. We have a little chat about the awards. They're only just over a week away. Razor. There is, a, <laughs> there is a new trailer for Godzilla Kong, The New Empire. Yes. And some updates from some of your favorite music artists Ooh, uh, yeah. touring in mm -hmm. the U.S. So stick around for all of that and more to see just how powerful the effect of anime really is. I'm your host, Nick Friedman. It's me, Lee Alec Murray. And it's Leah President. Y'all, it has been a crazy week. It has. Since episode one dropped. Mm -hmm. um, I want to thank, well, I want to thank, I want to thank you guys. No, thank you, Because you're sir. just amazing. And, and I love you, you guys you. so much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but, <laughs> but no, seriously, thank you to everyone that listened and left reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you to everyone who has watched the show. Launch on, week was amazing. On Crunchyroll. Mm -hmm. On YouTube, yep. If you um, listen to it on your on your podcast, seeing the like <laughs> the positive comments about like like oh I remember gargoyles yeah, or oh yeah, yeah. I love that anime or I can't wait to write it like that's so cool like for us this thing has been our lives for quite some time Months. and so but it's new to you guys and yep. so now that it's out there it just it's all starting to feel real yeah. that it exists and so thank you just to the community and everyone for being so supportive. This uh, week, you guys, has been a week of nostalgia for me. Okay. Um, I used to play the original Animal Crossing on DS. And okay. I am learning that everybody who's like, okay, get back into Animal Crossing. It's the most relaxing game. It's like, a very cozy on game. On Sundays, you yep. can just sit on the couch and like play Animal Crossing. And to some extent, they are correct. But mm -hmm. I'm also extremely stressed out and <laughs> nobody told me that it was going to be so stressful well, like you're playing the stocks right yeah the thing <laughs> is i just learned what the turnip market is oh no and somehow my mind glazed over that when i was a kid like maybe i didn't understand it yeah. or something yeah. maybe yeah, like yeah. the turnips expired and i was just like okay well that I was guess, weird I anyway guess that's weird. <laughs> yeah it's essentially like <laughs> a stock market yeah. with like a stock market system within Animal Crossing. Yep. My island is named Oolong, by the way, Aww, after the tea. That. It's so cute. But anyway, the turnip market. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Step one, invest early. Right. Step, Step two, two, 
I don't know. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> you I work in know, anime. You think I know anything um, about <laughs> no, stuff? No, no. So if I'm being completely honest, the only Animal Crossing I played was the one for the Switch, right? Yeah. So I got so deep into the turnip market. Like I had like a system, you know, like I was like, I'm buying the turnips on Saturday <laughs> and like I'm waiting until the last day possible to sell them. But the thing is that you have to like go to somebody else's island to sell the turnips because you, you get that, the highest price. Is that money laundering? No, bro. Okay. No. Are you sure? I'm very sure. Okay. It it's seems... all it's all legal Animal Crossing. If that Tanuki and his family can upcharge me for buying my house, <laughs> I can go to his cousin's island and uh-huh. upcharge them on turnips and get my money back so listen, I can pay my mortgage. Listen. Well, I, he didn't even tell I, me how much the house was worth when he sold it to me. And then he's like, mm, listen, actually, you can't use your Nook Miles on this. As so. much, listen. Listen, as much as I want this show to be a financial advice podcast okay. about turnips. Okay. Animal Talk, yeah. Yeah, Animal Talk. Which, by the way, did y'all know that there's an Animal Crossing anime movie? That has to be, like, the coziest anime ever. It's, it looks, it's great. Um, We should start the show. We should. You guys want to start the show? We should. Okay. Coming up, it is time for a little bit more from the Anime Awards with the show, How Close, Lee? Lee, how close is it? This close. This close. Razor thin. (laughs) Razor thin. We're also going to be talking about the new Godzilla Kong trailer and sharing some tour dates for some upcoming shows from our favorite artists that are featured in anime. All that in a second. I'm Nick. I'm Lee Alec. And I'm Leah. And we're the hosts of The Anime Effect. And we want to tell you about a HeadGum podcast we think you're going to love. Get played! Heather Ann Campbell, Nick Weiger, and Matt Apodica love video games. Join them as they joke about the games they're playing, have played, and will play someday. You should definitely check out their episode on food in video games, where Matt, Heather, and Nick discuss the cooking in Final Fantasy XV and the foods they want to try from video games. Listen to Heather, Nick, and Matt get into conversations with special guests who play or helped create the games you love to play. Whether you're interested in gaming or have been waiting for the perfect time to deep dive, there's something for everyone. It's time to get played. Heather, Nick, and Matt also get animated. Do you see what we did there? Uh, Their Patreon show covers all things anime with special episodes unlocked on their main feed. And that's available now. So check it out. Subscribe to Get Played on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes drop every Monday. And now it's time for the news. Y'all, it was another big week in the anime and anime-adjacent world. But we're going to kick things off with a little bit more on the Anime Awards 2024, which are coming up in just over a week. Mm-hmm. What's your, what are your hype levels at right now? I think I'm more excited about this year than last year. Like, I was excited about mm-hmm. last year because yeah. we had so many, like, sleepers and, like, A-plus titles. And then this year just seems like even the titles that you don't think could win a category could easily win a category. Oh, yeah. So I think I'm just, it's, just, it's, it's the hype is peaking. It's nice. happening. Yeah. Well, I figured this week, with just a, a little bit of time to go, we could talk about a couple of the categories. Let's. And, yes, please. Let's. All right. Let's, let's kick things off. Best character design. Okay. So the nominees for best character design are Chainsaw Man, mm-hmm. Demon Slayer, Swordsmith Village Arc, mm-hmm. Hell's Paradise, Wife Guy, Wife Guy. Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2. Oh, man. Oshinoko. Trigun Stampede. I mean, only one of them has a chainsaw for a head, which... <laughs> I'm not, man. I'm not going to make it through this category. 
for me, like, I could pull out multiple characters in each one of these shows. I, where yeah, I'm like, absolutely. They are so unique and one of a kind. Mm-hmm. Like you think, like you mentioned Denji and Chainsaw Man, yep. Pochita, yep. Power, mm-hmm. Makima. Like, um, but then the art style is so unique for Demon Slayer. Right. Yep. So now I'm torn. And yep. you know, just the way that Orange just reimagined Trigun. Yeah. Um, especially like when you think about how the animation from the original one was so great. Well, it's like very much like how the original Trigun is sort of a, a, like a representation of the design from that era. Right, exactly. Stampede is that for now. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. have, there's like a sense of like, like cool or vibiness about Mm -hmm. these characters in this world that Mm -hmm. it makes you feel like you felt when you watched the original within the context. I agree. You know, even, even uh, amongst these, this category is like, even, you know, for a show that's, darker like Chainsaw or Hell's mm-hmm. Paradise like in some way shape or form they all have their own kind of vibrancy yeah. and the way that they like use and play with colors yeah. and for me that's the easiest way for for me to like be locked in on an anime yeah. it's like the aesthetically but anime of the year okay why you're all here oh, and man. no we don't know who's gonna win but the nominees are Bochi the Rock mm-hmm. Chainsaw Man Demon Slayer Swordsman Village Arc, Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2, Oshinoko, oh, and man. Vinland Saga Season 2. Man. Can we just not talk about this one? Yeah, this one's too hard. <laughs> this one's too hard. I, I'll, I'll say a little bit and then we can we can move on. Okay. But Bochi the Rock, I love because it has a very realistic depiction. Not realistic depiction, but it has like a contextually Relatable. visual depiction of mm-hmm. what it's like to have anxiety, mm-hmm. like the way they mess with the animation styles and just Bochi as a character and, mm-hmm. and the journey that she goes on. Th- that was one of my standouts of the year. Mm-hmm. Finland Saga season two, also huge standout. Mm-hmm. Such mm-hmm. a slow burn in the first half of that mm-hmm. season where mm-hmm. it really kind of sets the scene. It kind of, you start to fill in the gaps of what's happened between season one and now. And when that season two gets going, it does not stop until mm-hmm. it's done. Mm-hmm. I will say, just because Jujutsu is on this list, the Shibuya incident is probably like, when you talk about just rip your heart out, like every single episode, like it's probably one of the most heavy handed, stressful, just like on the edge of your seat moment, like episode to episode. And I kind of, I got to a point to where I had to stop watching Mm -hmm. weekly because like I you just had to like know it. what was going to happen next. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, and if we're talking about like effect on the culture, JJK had we're like talking about it. Uh, yeah. We're talking about it. Had a huge year. Yes. So you mentioned being stressed out. Yep. Right. Yep. I got something that's going to alleviate that stress. Oh. It's going to set off all the synapses in your brain that are going to make you happy. Okay. Godzilla Kong. He was right. (laughs) He was right. Godzilla Kong, the new empire, dropped uh, a new trailer (laughs) the last week. Oh, my God. And (laughs) y'all, I... I can't tell you how excited I am for this. We talked about this previously, where it's like, it's basically just like, kaiju avengers and it's just like we're just gonna go punch each other in the face like i am so stoked for this the thing that i love is like you think back to was it 2015 or 2016 that first godzilla reboot with aaron taylor johnson elizabeth olsen kind of gritty grounded intense that you can think of the imagery with the paratroopers coming in with the flares Mm -hmm. great shot 
And then you look at this trailer and you're totally like, different. Kong has got a, a one gaunt, a mecha gauntlet. Yep. You've got Godzilla who is full, ca- fully characterized. Yep. Just like he's Barbenheimer. <laughs> The <laughs> shot of them like of running towards the camera. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. I was good. dying. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, there's a shot in this trailer where I think it is Scar King, who is yeah. the new villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, well, like, there's two new villains. Is it? His name is Scar King? Scar King, King. yeah. Scar, Scar King, King is the new like the ape, ape villain. Yeah, the red ape, yeah. Is it him in this trailer who lassos a building Yep, and just and swings it yep. at? Kong who punches, punches it with his mech arm, yeah, it, and I'm just like, <laughs> and it's oh like a whip God. made of spines. Yeah, it's that was crazy. It's so wicked. I don't understand. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? One of my favorite kaiju movies of all time, Pacific Rim. Yeah, absolutely. Say so. what you will, but I love both of those movies, both Pacific Rim movies and the yeah. anime. The animation was really good, but there's something about the legendary American chunky boy Godzilla. That makes me so happy because it's like, even though I love Toho Godzilla, I love that there's such a stark contrast where the legendary Godzilla is just like, cool, I'm a full-on action hero. And that works for And me. we can have both. And we can have Godzilla songs. both. Godzilla songs. <laughs> okay, so Godzilla Kong hits theaters March 29th. We're definitely going to go see it. Yep. And it marks the 70, 70 years since the original Godzilla made his <sighs> debut in Japan. So he's been around for so long. Be on the lookout. I really good. enjoyed looks watching minus one with you guys in theater. Yeah, yeah, we hang one. out. <laughs> we do. We, we do. actually do. Our next bit of news, which is something I look forward to every year, which is that Pokemon Day is coming. It's a national holiday for it me, bro. What are you na- talking about? It is a globally recognized <laughs> holiday. February twenty seventh is Pokemon Day. Oh, we're um, so close. We're getting a Pokemon Presents presentation, which yep. if you're familiar with Nintendo Directs, it's like that, but for a Pokemon. So it could be anything from the anime to the games yep. to music yep. to the manga. I don't think they've ever covered the manga. I would love for I them would to love for them the to cover the manga. That'd be great. Um but they have teased exciting Pokemon news. Yeah. So Ooh. what are you hoping to see? I hope that they take the Macy's Day Parade Pikachu and and take it down the streets of New York. Just, <laughs> just, just here to you go. celebrate. Just Pikachu <laughs> through New York. What are you hoping to see, Lee? Oh, man. <laughs> so I'm as big as a Pokemon fan as uh, anyone else. But as far as stuff I'm excited about, I know it's probably a little early to start talking about Generation 10. <sighs> As much as I would love, I think they're going to wait do for that. whatever the next switch they're, is for that. They're going to wait. They do. They're going to wait on Generation Ten. But I'm really excited because we're we're right in the pocket of the Gold and Silver anniversary. Yeah. So Ooh. I I really want a Gold and Silver like re remake. Well, I remember I had, playing Gold. Yeah. So the two regions that we haven't visited in the longest mm-hmm. are Johto from mm-hmm. Gold and Silver and Unova from Black and White. Yes. And so there are a lot of rumors swirling right now of like, are we going to get a Let's Go Johto game? Mm-hmm. Are we going to get a Pokemon Legends game about yep. Unova? Are we getting a straight remake like Brilliant Diamond and yep. Shining Pearl, but for black and white? Like The rumor mill is saying, bro, that they're announcing two games. Like, what are they going to do when they run out of gemstones and colors? I mean... No, they'll keep, they'll keep they'll finding keep gemstones going. and colors. I mean, it's going to happen. <laughs> they could announce like... Pokemon tire shoes and I'd be like, let's go. So 
I have Pokemon to Pokemon what? Tie your shoes. Tie your shoes. Oh, yeah. I thought you said like tire Pokemon Sleep, bro. Or like, shoes. <laughs> like <laughs> instead of Diamond and Pearl, it's Pokemon Tire and Pokemon Shoes. Wow. <laughs> wow. And then we got Pokemon Trash Can. <laughs> wow. We do have uh, Trubbish. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, that, see, you just answered your own question. What are they going to do when they run out do? of? Uh, Rare earth minerals. We right. got Pokemon half-eaten apple. We got banana peel. Is it bad that every time they say a different thing, I'm like, there's a Pokemon for that. There's a, po there's a yes, Pokemon yes, for yes, that. yes. We will hopefully have more to talk about when they announce whatever they're going to totally announce. I totally forgot um, about Mr. Dungeon. Pokemon shoes, Pokemon trash can. Uh, <laughs> all right, more stuff to get excited about. Um, Hatsune Miku fans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Survive Said the Prophet fans. Yeah. Yo Asobi yeah. fans. Y'all, a bunch of artists are coming to the U.S. Just going and on tour. are going on tour. Just going on tour. Um, first up, we have Survive Said the Prophet, which is, they just announced their West Coast tour, awesome. which has one of the coolest names I've ever heard of, a, of, a, of anything, which is the Make Break Yourself Tour. That's like Make Slash Break Yourself. How very 2000s of them. It's, great. It. it's, it's great. great. It's great. It's going to kick off after the performance at SakuraCon. Um, tickets are now live cool. uh, for stops in April. They kick off in Seattle, obviously, mm -hmm. and they'll wrap up in San Diego. Mm -hmm. We've also got an update on Hatsune Miku's tour, which Crunchyroll announced uh, earlier this yep. year, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, they're powering the tour for her 10th anniversary. Uh, but a new LA show has been added uh, between Coachella weekends, which she's performing <sighs> at Coachella. Uh, so at the Shrine on April 17th. So. And speaking of adding LA shows, Yo Asobi has added two shows between their Coachella performance. And you can look out for details on that on Crunchyroll News. Also, to link the last two stories, Yo Asobi just did like a Pokemon music video too. So there you go. Bang. Ooh, two things I in common. Check that out. Now Bang. we need to survive said the prophet Pokemon music video, oh, guys. Man. <laughs> if you oh, haven't, man. at the very least, listened to or the OPs that Survive Said the Prophet has done for Vinland Saga yeah. so um, cool. and Banana Fish. Yeah, so good. So good. Just also, pause, go do that, then come back. Also, mm -hmm. another link. There's a whole like Pokemon, like Miku thing going on now, too. So you're welcome. Just yeah. Pokemon links Wait, everywhere. What's happening? Yeah, there's a uh, like a Hatsune Miku Pokemon collaboration. I think it's ongoing. It's, yeah, it's so fun. Mm. Where yeah. they're like pairing up basically like Vocaloids with Pokemon to mm. do music. The art is fantastic. Yeah. That's it's actually sounds so cute. Really wow. I yeah. didn't know about that. So. All right. Adding that to the list of things for us to look at as yeah. soon as the show's over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is it for this week's news coming up. It is time for our conversation with Caitlin Glass and Alex Lee from Solo Leveling from the English dub. Uh, Lee and I had the chance to talk with them about the challenges and the honestly a lot of the heart and passion that that has gone into creating this English dub. Mm -hmm. um, we're really excited to show you a bit of that. Uh, we had some fun. We played some games. So why not? Why not? <laughs> All of that coming up next. Welcome back. For our main story this week, we are talking about the all-new solo leveling anime, specifically its English dub. Uh, yeah. But we're not doing it alone. Ooh, we got some guests. We got some guests. Got some guests. Joining us are two people who are at the heart of making it happen. And that is Solo Leveling's ADR director, Caitlin Glass. Hi, guys. <laughs> and the English voice actor for Sung Jinu, Alex Lee. Yay. 
Hi. We're crossing the streams a little bit because our names are pretty similar. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. like Alex Lee, yeah. Lee Alex. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Dude, so, my mind's blown. Nice. I can't. I can't yeah. go on. It's, it's interview. Kinda, interview over. Yeah, it's become an internal <laughs> meme at work now. So you know. Uh, but no, we're we're super glad to have you guys here. Um, it's definitely been a favorite of mine through the season so far. Um, as a reminder, you can watch Solo Leveling the dub version every Saturday on Crunchyroll. On Crunchyroll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome to the anime effect, guys. So a quick rundown for those of you uh, who haven't watched Solo Leveling just yet. You absolutely should. It's fantastic. Like Do Lee it. mentioned. Do it. Uh, the story takes place in a world where humans with magical abilities called hunters are at war with the monsters trying to wipe out humankind. One such hunter named Sung Junu is the weakest among them. But after a deadly battle, he returns and is leveling up in every way. Solo. By himself. Alone. As it implies. That's why the show is called that. Yes. (laughs) Solo style. Did I mention he's leveling up? Did did I mention he's gaining levels? Don't forget to mention the part where he's leveling up. He's alone and he's going up a level. Yeah. 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 I get it now. We got to start all over. (laughs) I finally understand. Mind blown part two. Welcome back, everybody, for our. Uh. <laughs> Alex, let's start with you, man. How has it been playing the uh, lead character in a show that I guess people are, I, I want to say, is probably greatly anticipated? Like, what's that? What's that pressure like for you? Uh, well, it's surreal for one. Is um, you know, when I see big titles like this, I don't usually imagine myself as the lead. Uh, and for this show in particular, I remember walking around Anime Expo. Uh, last year and seeing all the posters for it when yeah. the trailer was dropped, I was like, that looks like a really cool show. And then everybody <laughs> had the uh, Crunchyroll tote bag with uh, Sung Jinu on it. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. Well, I hope the show does well. I might <laughs> check it out later. <laughs> and then uh, here we are. But obviously with a role like this comes a lot of pressure mm. as well. Um, and I used to be really nervous about things like that. But now as an artist, I feel like it's a great opportunity for me to grow and learn even more. And, you know, the um, the challenge, it kind of excites me. And I can definitely say it has been a challenge so far. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I uh, I have to say you do very well uh, being very afraid in the face of the stone face god. So <laughs> <laughs> applause to you there, sir. Applause <laughs> to you there. Caitlin, you yeah. are an absolute pro in the directing and voice acting space. Thank you. Uh, but we want to know, like, are you bringing any new techniques to solo leveling? Wow. Um, what a cool question. I think with every project I work on, I challenge myself in a different way. Any given title presents its own challenges anyway. And directing and recording in the simuldub space that we do already has built-in challenges. Mm-hmm. But I'll give myself just an extra challenge uh, just yeah. to be harder on myself. I'm a glutton for punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, and more so that I can level up because otherwise... Um, it's really kind of doing the same thing over and over again every day. You get a new show every yeah. three months, but I'm like, what's going to make this one different and stand out? Mm. I really just wanted it. This will sound very basic to sound like something I've never done before. That's awesome. Um, and I really think that it does. And part of that is because I've never worked with Alex before. So there's that. Mm. Um, 
that was also a challenge. A lot of the time when you're given as a director a really important title, and this is actually the most important title that I've ever worked on, mm. but sometimes you're given that and you want to make sure that it's going to be easy for you in some regard. So bringing in like not just a veteran actor, but a veteran that you've worked with yeah. to play that main character is like, okay, this is going to be fine because I've got so-and-so. But I was like, I want to work with someone that I haven't worked with before and that I've been itching to work with. Mm. And to me, that was Alex. And we've been in projects together. I met him in the hallway here once when he was here <laughs> to do something. Goes. And I'm like, that guy. Some, someday, someday. Yeah. That being said, <laughs> I didn't go into it knowing that's who I was going to pick, right? right. I was still sifting through files and figuring things yeah. out. And the role is a challenge because it isn't just one voice. It's many mm. across the whole story of his journey. Yeah. So um, the biggest challenge to myself was let's work with someone new mm. and make it awesome and sound like an, a new kind of ensemble. It's awesome. I'm so excited. Yeah. Like I'm really just very thrilled. And it's <laughs> just a, an electric feeling when I think uh, about working on the project. Whoa. That's incredible. Wow. I I like that you brought up like this is the first time you working with Alex with regard to like the director lead actor relationship. And mm -hmm. I think one thing that's really special about the solo leveling English dub and the show in general is you kind of have to have this like relationship yep. between the director and the lead actor, yep. because unlike other shows in a similar genre, this show is about Sung Jinu and his the puns aside, like it's his solo it's, journey. <laughs> like, yeah. right. You are with him. <laughs> individually for this story and, yeah. and with that you know you sort of have to bring out the best in each other how do y'all do that alex well it was uh i was gonna say it's you know the same i have the same thoughts as caitlin where it's you, there's a little bit of hesitation and kind of nervousness about working with somebody new because you don't know what they're going to be like mm -hmm. and you're always hoping for the best every time i take on a new project the thing i'm afraid of the most is not being able to do what I want right. creatively right. and not being able to connect or share the same ideas as the director and maybe, you know, have a clashing ideology of what this character is supposed to be, how it's supposed to sound. And I'm always afraid that if that conflict comes up, am I going to be constantly fighting a battle to see my vision through or, <laughs> or am I going to have to, you know check my ego aside, this and that, you know, things that I often try to do, but on something as important as this, I want to be able to fully immerse myself in the role and connect with this character in a way that I'm not doubting my choices or I'm not second guessing when I hear the final product. Right. And the blessing here is that um, the team that we've assembled has been like my dream team, literally. Uh, Caitlin and I are like, we're connecting and we're, we're working on this project, not only in the booth, but <laughs> literally outside of it as well. I, I remember I was telling this story where we were working on the scene from episode two where uh, Sung Jinu sacrifices himself. Mm. And uh, it was a super challenging scene that took a lot of time out of us. And we, we sank so much um, into it. But even after we met each other at the Los Angeles premiere to see the episodes, in Japanese, after the show, we went out of the theater, we hugged each other and we were like, that's so exciting. And then I was like, actually, <laughs> now that I heard the episode again, what do you think about this? And it's it's the ability to always bounce ideas off of each other that makes us work so well. And I just, it's been a dream come true for sure. On an anime project, especially. <laughs> 
Oh, man. I have all the feelings. I'm really, like, emotional, you guys, because we've been working on this for so long. And this is, you know, today, one of our first times to really talk about it and share the experience. Working with Alex is really great because he is so skilled at taking in every piece of information he can and Mm -hmm. turning that into something he can use Mm -hmm. in his performance. So when I see a show for the first time, whether I've had source material or not, the thing that I am making note of personally is my emotional responses to every moment as I'm watching it in Japanese Mm -hmm. with subtitles or with a translation document. I make note of those things because I feel it is my responsibility to make sure the English-speaking audience has those same emotional experiences Mm -hmm. when they hear it in their own language. And um, so... For Alex playing Chinu, it's not about his tone matching Taito Bonds. It's not about being the English voice match for the Japanese Mm. person. It's who as a performer can pull off the feats that the seiyuu also has. And the way Alex absorbs Taito Bonds' performance Mm -hmm. and then pulls it out of himself is kind of, that's exactly what I'm looking to do. Let's hit all of the same emotional Beats And so he's taking note of how he is affected. And and so I think we already were working in the same way mm-hmm. as professionals and didn't know it until <laughs> you stuck us together. <laughs> and now here we are. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> what does it take out of you? How heavy is it to not only have to watch it and then repeat it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, something I really felt attached to in the uh, the scene where he gets sacrificed at the altar is that um, he really didn't mean to do that. <laughs> it's not like, you it's not like he happen. went into this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard, you know, the, the saying that there's always like a heroic arc where it's, you know, we want to be selfless. We want to be heroes. We want to sacrifice ourselves. We want to save our friends. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in this case, even though he is a good kid with a good heart and he does want those things. He also just wants to go yeah. home. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. <laughs> he really didn't mean to get stabbed by like 20 giant statues and stuff like that. And I felt like something that spoke to me so much about the scene is how much of a victim of circumstance we we often are. Mm-hmm. You know, we find ourselves in these crazy situations and we feel like we're it's us against the world and and for me to have a character who isn't like fighting just for the sake of being a hero or just for the sake of being a good person, but there's also this selfish side to him mm-hmm. that shows up. I found that really, really fascinating. And it's something that I personally connected to a lot because I remember in my journey, not just as a voice actor, but as, you know, somebody who was coming into their own, um, who's been living alone since he was 14, I, I've, I've often felt like this is so unfair. Why does everybody else get to do this? And then I have to do this. So on the surface level, he's like, it's fine. Everything's right. fine. It's good. You know, <laughs> you want to be nice. You're like, you know what? Yeah, go do that. Go save yourself. I get it. I would too. But then when it comes down to it and we see him alone and he's actually now finally in his thoughts, he's so resentful yeah. and so angry yeah. and so so filled with like hatred. And I was like, I remember this feeling and I know what it's like. And I was like, this is something that really clicks with me. And it's not something that I've seen a lot of shonen or even, you know, anime protagonists project because I feel like it could be like perceived as a negative emotion, Mm. but I like it. 
I like that it's a negative emotion because it shows more than one side to him. And that's why I feel like a lot of viewers who watch this are also going to be like, you know what? That is unfair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forget that. Yeah. In that scene in particular, I don't think it had clicked with me until mm. we were doing it, until Alex was performing it, just emotionally what it really meant for Jinu, a lot of, of what Alex just expressed to you. Mm. To read it as a reader, I was like, oh man, this sucks. This is the lead guy. What's going to happen to him? And like, I know there's a whole bunch of Webtoon to come. So right. like, yeah. he's not going to die, die. Right. But, yeah, um, right. <laughs> but still, I'm like, this is so sad. I just felt yeah. kind of a general sadness and then a curiosity of, of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I was very just struck and entirely moved when Alex started performing it. And it really did hit me that the reason this sucks isn't just because he's dying, but the unfairness of it all and the injustice of it all. And then how completely relatable that emotion is for all humans and not just I mean, I don't think many of us have been faced with the situation where you're going to die now. Um, <laughs> but other Fair. things in our lives, we do everything right. Everything yeah. we know how to do, that's right. And yeah. we still get the short end of the stick at work and relationships, et cetera, et cetera. And I was overwhelmed by how much like my soul resonated with that. Mm, yeah. And I think a lot of the really big heavy lines, Alex only maybe did them twice and I'm glad it was only twice because I don't think I could have <laughs> listened oh, wow. to it wow. anymore uh, to the point where there were multiple times during reviewing that mix. I just had to stop oh, wow. and walk wow. away. And that is a true testament to the power of the performance because we're used to as as ADR directors listening and re-listening and re-listening. Mm-hmm. But and normally you would become desensitized. You've heard that scream, that cry, that little you know voice shake so right. many times. It just kept affecting me more deeply and more deeply and more deeply. I gotta, I gotta help you right back. <laughs> oh man, I'm not gonna right finish back. this today. I feel yeah. like that's like that's what tells you that like this is something special. This yeah. is something new. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank you guys both for sharing for sharing that with us. Yeah, that was great. That means a lot. We are gonna have some fun. Yeah, oh, fun shake time. it up a little bit. Fun time. Get out fun the props. Time. No, I'm no, kidding. Yeah. Um, no, no prop comedy. <laughs> <laughs> we switched to a game no, show. So giant foam cowboy hat. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so picture this. Yeah. You wake up tomorrow in the world of solo leveling. Yeah. <laughs> Which party role would you want to be? I am always gonna go ranger because it was the first D and D, like class oh, I yeah, ever played enough, enough. and yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the only one I know how to play. <laughs> so Hunter's Mark, Hunter's Mark, Hunter's yeah. Mark. Um, but so Ranger within the confines of, of solo leveling is yeah. probably what I would go with. Yeah. What about y'all? Whenever I watch shows, any kind of show, it doesn't have to be something that's kind of um, game oriented at all. I'm always drawn to the big loud characters. Yeah. They're my favorite. And I think um, if I were suddenly tossed into a world like this, I'd like to be something very unlike my natural self, which is very um, thoughtful and I'm trying to figure stuff out for your director. Like, I just want to be the big loud thing that like rushes <laughs> so in. Like so a tank. Tanker, yeah, yeah, yeah tanker. just want to be a tank. Yeah. Yeah. Smack stuff around and <laughs> beat it up and yell at it. That's, that's me. You know, a c- couple years ago, my answer might have been different, but nowadays I find myself so tired that I don't want to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so if I, if I was tossed into the world of soul leveling, I would probably... Be a healer because, oh, you nice. know, okay. uh, we're not doing dungeon runs 
we're gonna go uh, become a doctor, but like you don't have to go to school for it. You just go a baboo. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, uh, somebody is healed. <laughs> All right, Lee. Now it's your turn. Okay. Uh, oh man, I think I'd probably be a fighter. Probably also inspired by so was that your first like solo dungeon in episode three where you just mm-hmm. wailing on wolves? Yeah, yeah. I just want to have some fisticuffs oh with some wolves, bro. Crazy. Like. I, I gotta tell you, when we recorded that scene, and it was it wasn't my first time knowing about the scene, but it was my first time seeing yeah. it. Just to see him start wailing on that, <laughs> I was like, "Oh damn!" Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm watching the it. way they animated yeah. it. He was just like, <laughs> "Punching it in the face." Legally, we do not condone animal violence. No, 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 no. I have no. to say, but no, no, no. <laughs> it's I'm a monster it. with steel jaws. Monster, that's right. Monstrosity. Yeah, it's, a exactly. monster. it's a monster. So, like, I'm watching it, and I was like, "Man, he just gave him like the Mike Tyson two piece in a biscuit." Like, I'm gonna. <laughs> This seems fun. I'm gonna do this. So yeah. So One I, of my favorite lines in that scene is when he suddenly does like a back handspring. Yeah. And Alex is like, "Oh, I want to say this instead. I forget what was written." And yeah. he changed it to, "I can do that." <laughs> and I'm like, "That is real. That's so great." It really is. I love that. Well, thank you both for joining us on the show this week. This as has our been very so first fun. Yeah, this Thanks was, for this having was us. great. Thank you, guys. Yeah, please come back literally at any time. Um, but yeah, everyone, if you haven't already, go check out the Soul Loving English Dub. New episodes every Saturday on Crunchyroll. And we will be right back with more recommendations for the week, including something I think Solo Leveling fans will really be yeah. into. Stick around. Thanks again, guys. Man, I had so much fun talking to Alex and Caitlin. Now, we're going to go on our recs. Our first one, I think solo leveling fans are going to like. Ninja Kamui was just started on Adult Swim. It's done by the director of Jujutsu Kaisen Season 1. If you like revenge stories... It's uh, it's a great one. So I've heard it's like really heavy on the like stylish action. Yes, absolutely. A little bit of blood. Just a little bit of blood. Just a little bit of blood. A little bit. But we, we don't want to say too much because I think it just came out. It right? just started. Yeah. I have a pick for this week that I yeah. think you guys are going to like. Delicious in Dungeon. Have either of y'all checked this out? Yet? That's the Trigger That's one, tasty. right? That is the new Studio Trigger show. It's on Netflix. I've been watching the English dub mm-hmm. because Emily Rudd, who plays Nami in the live action One Piece, is actually a voice in the English dub of oh, Delicious okay. in Dungeon. And it's basically about a group of adventurers who are dungeoning after they get a party wipe and it's about this main character Laios who's trying to save his sister by mm. venturing back into this dungeon along the way he meets someone who cooks and eats monsters inside of this dungeon oh, okay. and so it basically becomes a like guided cooking tour of oh. a traditional like fantasy dungeon it is so wholesome it has incredibly realistic depictions of like preparing food. Oh. We love a food anime, like yeah. a food animation yeah. heavy. And 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 that comes along with like all of the grossness of preparing food too. Slimy yet satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part is is that the, the character that Emily Red voices mm-hmm. has the same reaction every time which is I'm so hungry you could not pay me to eat this thing even if I was going to die and I have now eaten this thing and it's delicious and I would like some more. <laughs> that is the that is the journey that she goes on every time they find something new. I quite enjoyed campfire cooking. So very much in that okay, vein. Yeah. Yeah, very yeah, much yeah, in yeah. that vein. It's comedy, it's slice <laughs> of life, it's wholesome. Definitely check it out. That's my rec for this week. Nice. And now for my second rec of the week. 
I'm gonna go back into my '90s bag. Follow up to the gargoyles. Follow effect. up to the gargoyles effect. Um, X Men '92 or X Men Evolution. X Men Evolution. Um, when you talk about like quintessential like watches for like a comic book fan, or even if you're not, even if you're just a fan of like '90s animation, both of those shows are absolutely fantastic. Um, I've more so been watching '92. Okay. Um, because the first trailer for X-Men 97 dropped last week, my hype levels for this show were like here and like take what's here and then just skyrocket it past whatever, wherever we are. But no, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Okay, Leo, we've talked about Ninja Kamoi. We've mm. talked about X-Men. Mm. We've talked about Delicious and Dungeon. Mm-hmm. What have you brought to us this week? Okay, so this is not an anime wreck, but I feel like a lot of people are going to understand why this is a rewatch <laughs> for me. Like I said at the beginning of the pod, this is kind of like my week of nostalgia. Okay. Like I've been connecting with my inner child, playing Animal Crossing, doing all the stuff. Mm-hmm. I am currently rewatching Hannibal. Oh. The TV series. That's the one with Mads Mikkelsen, right? Yes. yes. Okay. I love him. So good. And Hugh Dancy. And Lawrence Fishburne, <laughs> also. Oh, nice. How did um, I miss that? <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's three seasons, so it, it's a quick watch if you don't mind mm. like a lot of dark themes. But one of the reasons that I started rewatching it is because my partner has never, like, didn't know anything at all mm. about like the Hannibal, oh, Silence that, of the yeah. Lambs, mm. Red Dragon universe. So we started with watching like the movies in okay. chronological order. If you don't like gore, if you don't like horror, if you don't like thrillers or stress or like a really unsettling soundtrack, <laughs> please do not watch it. But um, <laughs> I don't like any of those things, but I kind of like, still want to watch it. Yeah, I was of the era where like I those were coming out on TV and I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, yeah. they put this on <laughs> network TV? Like this is so crazy and violent, but... If you don't mind that, um, definitely give it a watch. I think there's probably some crossover in people who are listening or watching to this show who yeah. are part of the Hannibal fandom. Yeah, yeah, I would it, uh, yeah, because it was super big. I was in those Tumblr days, you know, reading all the fan fiction yeah. of the Hannibal. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, here it comes. Lock me here up. <laughs> clink, clink. But um, <laughs> yeah, I've never seen a show that is so like, sure of itself directionally, Mm. Mm. even though it's like so experimental. Nice. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. All right. We have asked each other a lot of questions. Yep. We had an interview where we asked Alex and Caitlin a lot of questions. Yep. What do you guys think about doing some uh, some fan questions for this week? We got a mailbag. I'd be delighted. We got a mailbag. Let's head to the mailbag. Okay. Our first question this week. From Ruben Peter 2019 on Instagram. What up, Ruben? Ruby Ru. Is there such a thing as too much anime? Hold. I feel like there's genuinely too much stuff coming out. Oh. Here's my advice. Okay. Because I was I, I saw this question earlier and yeah, I, yeah. I've been thinking about it. There's always so much everything coming out. Mm-hmm. There's a thousand video games to play. Mm-hmm. There's a billion books to read. There's 800 million movies to see. And there's a lot of anime coming out. Mm-hmm. You have to, one, accept that you're not going to be able to watch everything. It's not possible. I mean, it might be. I don't want someone to call me out. But if you've seen every show, <laughs> that's awesome. I'm happy for you. You have to like think, like, what is, the, what is the anime that you like? Who are the creators you like? Who are the actors that you like? And start there. And don't, don't 
make it so it's like a big list that you have to check off. You have to just focus on the things that are tangential, the things you know you enjoy. Yeah. And don't let yourself get overwhelmed by it. I yeah. actually couldn't agree more. There are a ton of anime that I just are on my list that I haven't watched because I know I just don't have an infinite amount of time to watch them. But just watch what you care about. Yeah. Like there's going to be shows that will like spark you for a season and, and chase that and, and chase like, it and, yeah. and lean into that don't yeah. feel like oh i haven't watched all of case closed which shout out case closed case closed um, <laughs> like don't feel like that's preventing you exactly so. mm-hmm. i like to think of it like like summer blockbusters okay or like a season where a lot of movies come out in the Oscar theater season. right there are some things where i'm like oh yeah i i think i'd really like to see that but then i watch it like on HBO like two years later. <laughs> um, so that's kind of how like some of our past anime seasons have gone. Like mm-hmm. there is this element of FOMO. Like I do want to stay up on the conversation. I do want to like be a part of this sort of like zeitgeist of yeah. these really cool anime seasons. Mm-hmm. But sometimes like I just want to watch a little bit here, a little bit there, you know, um, and it's totally fine to pace yourself. There's yeah. a lot of anime, and I think that's cool because there's something for everyone. But don't get caught up in in just like the race of it all. Just yep. take time to enjoy it. Don't get stressed. Have fun. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Those are yeah. really thoughtful answers. No, thank you. Take right. your own advice. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> our next question comes from j.roberts07 on Instagram who says, Within the last decade, what anime has been a standout? Last decade? That's, that's a, a lot of that's time, my dude. Well, you know, Jay, we just celebrated, or I guess it was last spring, they just celebrated 10 years was Attack on Titan. <laughs> <laughs> Can um, I? Um, no, listen, I love, airing, I love Attack on so Titan. I would say it's probably the most influential anime that has ever been in my life. Obviously, everybody knows this about me. <laughs> yep. Sorry, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's yeah. obligatory. I have to say yeah. it. Speak um, your truth. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say that it's something that is so different from even just like other anime that feature titan creatures of any mm, yeah. kind or mm. any anime that it's just so it to me it stands out as super original super different no i think if people are looking for that kind of show that has the staying power that has this this true journey that i mean i was talking earlier about like Thorfinn's journey in vinland saga mm. like aaron's journey in attack on titan agree or disagree with how it shakes out is it's a journey. Yeah, exactly. I, I do think I agree. Like I like Attack on Titan. I and I I definitely agree that it fits this category of of shows that have made an impact and and are a standout. Yeah, for shows that have come out in the last ten years, it has to be Mob Psycho One Hundred. Oh, me. that is a mm. good one. Um, but yeah, Mob Psycho One Hundred. It is such a like. It's the kind of show that you're watching. You're like, I'd watch this for a hundred seasons. Mm-hmm. I'm literally wearing a Mob Psycho t-shirt. <laughs> Body yeah. Fight on, love. fight on, fight on. No, it's just from the very beginning, like Bones is firing on all cylinders from you know the OP to all three seasons, the journey that Mob goes on. Uh, Dimple, one of my favorite characters in all of anime. Uh, Reagan, who I love unabashedly. <laughs> like Mob Psycho is a journey. But a different kind of journey than than mm. that of Thorfinn or Aaron. He's Comedy going on a different there. mission than Aaron. Yeah, that's yes. probably good. <laughs> that's probably uh, that's and, probably good. Um, 
I'm going to say JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Nice. Um, I feel like just the the whole like generations worth of storyline, I think in itself is kind of a cool concept. Um, you gotta stick through the first couple You gotta episodes. you gotta so you gotta kinda why are y'all hating on you gotta ride through you gotta Caesar ride through Zeppeli, it. one of my favorite anime characters. You you gotta ride through it. But I mean it, just as a just as a series, I think it it has done so many things on so many so different cool. facets. So yeah. like from fashion to the way that main characters are presented on screen. Yeah. Um, to, to unhinged to OPEDs. To unhinged OPEDs. <laughs> the way that they, like, <laughs> I love the use of Western music for them, EDs and JoJo's. Them but then, using it's Jodeci, all Jodeci was yeah. wild. Yes, like, <laughs> wild. Well, Jodeci Savage was nicknamed Garden. JoJo. Savage Garden. Savage, like, I yep. remember sitting in my sister's first car, this like tiny little hatchback with like that ceiling falling off, listening to a Savage Garden CD. And that's how that mm-hmm. makes me feel every time I watch one of those episodes. Yeah. Awesome. All right. That does it for this week's mailbag. Thank you to everyone who wrote in. Yeah. Um, if you want to write into the show, we're we're kind of working on a on the perfect system. But you can uh, check Crunchyroll's Instagram stories for the call out this week. Yeah. And with that, I think that about does it for uh, for episode two of the Anime Effect. We did it. We did it. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us on another episode of the Anime Effect brought to you by Crunchyroll and Sony Music. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Crunchyroll Presents the Anime Effect is hosted by me, Nick Friedman, Lee Alec Murray, and Leah President. We are executive produced by Jonathan Hirsch, Shara Morris, and me as well. <laughs> it's never not going to be fun. Our, our lead producer is Kyla Carnero, and our associate producer is Zoe Culkin. Patrick Emile edited and mixed this episode's audio, and Tyler Lucas filmed and edited the video. Our head of production is Sammy Allison. Special thanks to Tamika Balance-Kolasny and Lauren Moore. We'll be back next week with even more anime. And there's nothing you can do about there's it. There's nothing. <laughs> the train is rolling. The train is rolling. Bye, guys. Later days. <laughs>